0: All right guys, Vegas Fever Podcast. Uh Jason and Paula here with you. A lot of new things. Twenty twenty three, a new year, a new us. We're trying to do some new things, having some more guests on. Uh it's something that we had done once or twice before, but not for a very, very long time. And and with us today uh is Owen Kreps from Vegas Hockey Now. Um he joined us to talk some to talk some Vegas Puck, and we're very, very excited to have him. Thank uh, you for
1: coming on. Thank you, Owen. How are you today? I'm good. Uh, how are you guys? And uh, thank you for having me. We're, we're good. We're good. We're, good. we're, we're very grateful uh, that you're
0: on with us. And there's a f- there's a bunch of topics that we really, really, really want to talk about. And I think me and Paula are really, really amazed and fascinated with Logan Thompson. And he just achieved his first All Star appearance. His rookie. This is technically his rookie year. He's been fantastic for Vegas. You are there you know, home wise when the team is home pretty much day in and day out. Explain what he does. Harf. Well, so, so so Owen, you know, is a correspondent for VegasHockeyNow.com. Um let him talk. <laughs> and let's have Owen tell <laughs> tell us about Vegas Hockey Now. Go for it.
1: Yeah, Vegas Hockey Now is one of uh National Hockey Now, which is uh the over the the main company. It's one of our 14, I think is the correct number, one of our 14 network sites. Um, I'm the only writer in Vegas right now, but uh, I provide you know in-depth coverage of the Golden Knights. I just moved out here from Pennsylvania uh, to Nevada to do this, and yeah, just full coverage of the Golden Knights on VegasHockeyNow.com. Um, I try and go to every morning skate and practice, and I've um, been doing that for the past couple of months now.
0: That's commitment. It is, and Jason's been telling me that your tweets and everything is really picking up steam. There's more traction. Um, people are noticing that there's somebody else, you know, in the in the local Vegas market. You've got, you know, your Jesse Grangers and your Danny Websters and your, you know, and your and your Ben Goats and all the Vegas people that you know that are bigger, but Owen is getting more traction with his mm-hmm. tweets, and people are starting to notice, and that's that's you know due to his commitment and you know and that's fantastic and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to make sure that he he got on and talked a little bit um about vegas um what i was saying before about logan thompson we're just amazed at how how much of a of a really solid year he's had um could be a finalist for i believe it's is it the calder and the venza Uh, vesna um (laughs) What are you seeing uh,
1: there, day in and day out, from Logan? That's that's been impressive to you. Well, first off, thank you for the for the compliments, and I, I appreciate all the support that I've been getting out here since I moved to Vegas. Um, but uh, on Thompson, he he's very hard on himself. First off, he's been an incredible goaltender. The you know the storyline of Robin Leonard unfortunately, missing the season uh, due to injury. That that gives him a, a road to the NHL. Last year, he came in and played towards the end of the season and looked really good. This year, it's it's basically his net. They got Aiden Hill there as as reinforcements while Bressois was going through his injury battles. Um, and even with Bressois healthy now, I, I, there's no question that Thompson has earned uh, a spot in the NHL and that he'll be in the NHL. He's not getting sent down to Henderson or the AHL ever again. Mm-hmm. So first off, he's an NHL goaltender. Second off now, this season, he might be uh, a Rookie of the Year finalist for the Calder. It's really just him and Matty Beneers from the Kraken right now that are kind of the only two. Um, and then if you want to throw his name in the Vesna for best goalie, I mean, there's not a lot against it you can argue there, too. It's We're still halfway through the season, but he's been great uh, in terms of what I'm seeing from him. Uh, just off the ice, uh, he's very hard on himself, which in both a good and bad way. Um, you know, every time you talk to him, it, he's always focused on the next step and the next goal that he has. And the word Stanley cup always comes, you know, up in whatever conversation you're having with him, which is great. Like that's a double-edged sword though, because you don't want to be too hard on yourself. Um, right. he was cold the other night. Um, he was pulled the other night, and none of those goals were his fault. and The Golden Knights couldn't generate any offense that game, so I think he's a great goaltender. I think he's NHL material. He's proven that. I think he's Calder material, and you know he's been great. And he's been one of the brightest spots for the Golden Knights this season. Agreed. You know,
0: and, and I can't I can't agree with that more. We've we've pretty much seen the same from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else who's very, very hard on, on themselves. And we'll, we'll get this uh, Hall of Famer involved. Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is someone that I feel um, there's a division in the fan base about uh, how people feel about him, especially after Robin Leonard came. My initial um, thought was, is that If you would have just moved Logan Thompson up behind Marc-Andre Fleury and kept Marc-Andre Fleury, that's the guy that Marc-Andre Fleury puts under his wing and makes him a little version of him. Nobody is going to be Flower. He is who he is, and that's it, and there's nobody like him. But I see a lot of Marc-Andre Fleury in Logan Thompson, and if the Knights don't screw it up – I think that they've got a 10-year guy. I think they got a guy that's in the net for 10 years. Um what do you think about that?
1: I, I think it's way too too early to call that and I'm sure like Logan is is not think the, thinking about that uh either. Um You know, I I disagree a little bit like with the the matter of circumstances thing. I don't think if the tandem was uh, if, if Leonard never came here, I don't think Thompson emerges either. I think Leonard has done tremendous things for for Thompson's development. I think Aiden Hill and Laurent ressois and Sean Burke, the goaltending coach, have done yeah. tremendous things. And, and those guys don't come in if Leonard doesn't come in, if Flurry doesn't get traded. Um, not that you know every move was perfect, but the matter of circumstances that have fallen into place, I don't think any other matter of circumstances uh would have made thompson the goalie he is now Uh, saying that he's a 10-year guy is a big ask i gold knights haven't (laughs) even been around for 10 years i can't even think of a goaltender in the national hockey league that has been around a single franchise for 10 plus years jonathan quick maybe Mm -hmm. flurry flurry with the penguins yes Uh Vasilevsky's not even up there. Shisterkin is just like this is his second year. Um, so that's a little bit of a of a too, I don't know, too bold of a claim for me for me to make as well. But I, I think he's a great goaltender. I think he or I know he signed a two-year near league minimum extension. Um, I think next year it's gonna be Leonard and Thompson. Mm-hmm. I think this year it's gonna be the three that we have now. I think Praswag gets a shot here soon. So you think Robin Leonard returns for Vegas? Uh, well, I, yes, absolutely. Um, he's going to return to the National Hockey League no matter what. He will return from his injury. And, yeah, he's on the Golden Knights books, and they put faith into him. And, you know, if Thompson's better, then maybe it's a 1A, 1B. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think they've got to give Leonard another shot because Leonard has really never had a true – one season shot at becoming, you know, the the full starter of this team that wasn't impacted by injuries that wasn't impacted by, you know, flurry also being there. Um, and then this season where he's just not there, unfortunately. I'm not, a, I'm not upset
0: that Robin Leonard's not there. And, and the reason, the reason is for me that there's just been so much that's happened since Robin Leonard's joined and, and some, his fault, some not. Um, I just, I, I'm not sold that he's the guy and you say that he's going to come back and we know that's a fact in some capacity some team obviously is going to take him. I'm just, I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing. Um, Aiden Hill was, was better earlier he in the year he's he's been pretty good, like you say. There's there's a Laurent Brassois, um sighting down there in in, in Henderson. Um, I kind of like the goalie room that we have, and I guess what I'm saying is that if 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 Vegas decides to move on from Leonard, I'm okay with. Um, I know that's I know that's that's kind of saying a lot. Um, but there's been a, you know, there's been a divide in the fan base since he's kind of gotten there. Um, his, you know, not his fault. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I stand on, uh, on, on Leonard. Um, wanted to kind of shift to the struggles at home early for the, for the golden Knights. Um, it's been a little bit better now, but what do you think is the reason that this team is one of the best teams in the league on the road and then can't shift it to home ice uh as of late has been better but what do you think is the reason for that
1: yeah well as of very recently or late it has been horrible the last game that they had on home ice was one of their worst games of the season against the kings but i as of late in terms of yeah like a, a a collection of games they have been better at home recently there was that big we can't score streak we can't do anything at home streak yeah. um, and I really like I do not know this is the one question I, I do not really know what was up with that and I'm kind of happy it's over injuries played a factor in it there were also some some games that they had on the road that were really special to guys there was the Cassidy reunion there was the Kessel milestone game there was the Jack Eichel returning game to Buffalo and they all seemed to really get up for those games and want to win those games and they did. They beat the Bruins at home, which that doesn't happen often. Right. Uh, Eichel's third period heroics. And then, yeah, they beat the sharks. And I just think it's a matter of circumstance. The schedule is weird. And now that they're home for these next seven games, or they're in the midst of this next seven games, it'll even out. It's kind of just a, uh, an enigma because, you know, just talking to some of the guys on the team, when this, when that funk was happening, when they were the best team on the road and, probably one of the worst teams on home ice. They, they didn't have any answers. They didn't really know. And if they knew they would have fixed it earlier, but the good thing is for them is that it, it's fixed now. Seemingly uh, they put up five ish, four or five goals the past three home games, not including their last uh, stinker against the Kings, but they have plenty. Uh, I just think the the schedule, especially coming up now, they have plenty of opportunity to, to get a feel for at home. Cause they're, they're home for basically the entire month of January now. So, mm-hmm. and they're, they're in the midst of a four, four days off break. They needed that. And Thursday, right? Yep. Thursday,
0: yeah. will be, Thursday's the next game. You're absolutely right that they did need that. I, I want, I want to tell you that the Jack Eichel game in Buffalo was so gratifying for, I know Jack, but, but me personally, because when I saw him last year and you know, in his return game to Buffalo, it was, it was tough to watch. Uh, It was, it was tough to watch Alex Tuck look better. And, uh, and I really, and I really enjoy Alex Tuck as a player. I don't, I don't have nothing against the guy. I just, uh, I want, I want Jack to be good. I I want him to look good. I want him to feel good. You know, that's what we all want. So the, so it was so amazing to see his heroics by himself, just about uh, with that hat trick. Um, I mean, of course, you know, teammates were helping him, but he, he put that thing on his back and to see, um, the return game for Bruce Cassidy in Boston to beat a Boston team who hadn't lost at home. Right. That was amazing. Yeah. You know, that was an, yeah. I, I mean, you have this team that does so good on the road and then it's puzzling, but as of late, it's been way, way, way better. Um, And in the midst of, you know, in the midst of the longest, you know, home um, stand of the season, you know, they're going to have to definitely keep those tools sharp for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, injury issues last year versus this year for the golden Knights. So you had over 500 man games Mm -hmm. lost last year, not quite as many this year. They did just go through a rough, a really rough stage with injuries. They're getting just about everybody back. What it looks like from what I was, what I was reading from what you had put out, um, this morning and what I've read the last few days is that they're going to get a couple guys back, um, Injury issues this year, last year, um, you were around the team. What say you about what's going on this year with the Golden
1: Knights health? Well, first off, just in terms of what exactly has been happening has been not as bad as last year, Um, like in terms of raw injuries. But, you know, every team goes through injuries. And uh, the Colorado game last Wednesday, the Golden Knights had nine players out of their lineup. So, you know, they, they had to persevere through through some adversity there and they did um i think it's a mixture of, of different things um the depth has stepped up uh, especially on defense guys like korzak and pahal and Miramanov, they look good they don't you know they're not setting the world on fire or anything but they look really good and, and i wrote about how the other day about how McNabb and martinez and especially petrangelo how much they do to to kind of nurture them and and uh help them develop as young defensemen um and then the depth on forwards it's been a little bit different Lacision hasn't been great or wasn't great when he was up ron bure wasn't great but amadio has stepped up and cotter has stepped up and uh i'm dodging around the main answer that i have and the main answer that i have is honestly mark stone and chandler stevenson right those two put the team and i love saying this that Mark stone I love being able to say that Mark Stone put the team on his back because last year he couldn't put anything on his pack yeah I that's, agree. That's, he that's, that's good yeah that yeah he, could, my, uh... he couldn't he couldn't do it <laughs> exactly and I'm writing an article right now just about how different the seasons have been for Mark Stone the last season and this season um he has been such a leader for this team uh, both on and off the ice and, you know, with the emotion that he has, with the expressive Mark Stone every time this team scores or does anything good, he, he's he been so good to them. And Chandler Stevenson, too. I really, really think Chandler Stevenson should be at the All-Star game. He deserves it. Agreed. He is. Those two together, it didn't, it didn't seem – on that stretch where there was like nine-plus guys missing and Jack Eichel was one of them, they carried the Golden Knights. You know, they – they did, and they made Michael Amadio into a better player. They made are making Paul Cotter into a better player, and now that Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marshall and Paul Cotter are back in the lineup, it's only going to be you know better having those guys because they are performing this season. And I don't know who my uh, MVP of the season is. We we're only halfway through, but it's got to be one of those two because they've carried the team this year. I mean, Chandler Stevenson has been, has been absolutely fantastic. Most underrated player in the league. He's absolutely what he
0: did in Washington in the same amount of time or less is absolutely nothing compared to what he's done in Vegas. I mean, and that was a guy that, you know, George McPhee drafted in Washington, had him come over and has been nothing short of absolutely stellar. Um, since he's gotten to Vegas, we're talking to Owen Kreps, uh, Vegas Hockey Now. Uh, this is the Vegas Fever podcast presented by Inside the Rink. Very, very happy that Owen is joining us today. And I believe Owen is writing while he's talking. Is that true? Partially. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I heard some clicks. I like that. See, that's amazing. Yeah. See, see, that that's dedication right there. Um, Vegas and the Seattle Kraken in the 2024 Winter Classic New Year's Day from T-Mobile Park. Not T Mobile. So from T Mobile Arena to T Mobile Park in Seattle. Um, You know, I'd like to say it's about time, but that would offend all the other 30, you know, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 30 teams in the league who have been like, Hey, what about us? Well, but, but, you know, and truly everybody except a few teams and I believe it's Arizona, Columbus and Florida. I want
1: to say Florida, Arizona, Columbus. I think there might be another one, but those, those are all correct. Yeah. Those are the teams that have not had an outdoor game. Oh, well, Seattle, Seattle's the other one in Seattle land.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's right. So you, so you're right about that. And I would say that who wants to see the same teams over and over and over again, I'm all good with all these teams getting a chance. And I think that Vegas and Seattle is the perfect matchup franchise. Number 31 against franchise number 32 in Seattle in front of probably just about 50,000 people. It's going to be incredible. Um, When that was announced, what, what was on your mind
1: about that? Uh, well, my mind I, – I, I knew – I heard the rumors and I was kind of kicking myself because I didn't write an article, but it's not okay to speculate sometimes. So I I kind of didn't because uh, I didn't have great sources on that. But I, I did kind of see it coming. And honestly, just being selfish about it, I'm excited to go to Seattle potentially. That's like – that was the <laughs> first thing I, I uh, thought of when – when that when it was announced, I, uh, I like it outdoor NHL games, but I will, I'm of the opinion that there's too many. Um, I was just doing a little research when that, when it uh, was announced, there's only like a couple players, like eight players on the golden Knights current roster that have never played in an outdoor game. And they're the, the suspects that you would think they are, uh, you know, Cotter, first year Thompson, Korzak, Pahal, like guys like that, that obviously makes sense. Um, like Michael Amadio has been in an outdoor game, um, like just like Phil Kessel has been in like four. It's oh, great. Does
0: this count? Does this count the Tahoe game? Yes. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, the Tahoe out. Um, yeah, I'm just saying outdoor games in general, right? Gotcha. Um, I I think they're a little overblown, but again, I'm not a player, and I'm sure they're great for the players and for the fans. I've never been to one. Uh, as a media member or as a fan. So I'm sure they're great, and I'm sure the Golden Knights will have a a good time. Just hopefully they can win this one. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I was going
0: to ask you also, um, outdoor game in Vegas. Now, I know they can't have it at the Raiders Stadium because it's a glass roof. And, you know, if you're kind of thinking – I kind of wanted to bounce this off you. I was thinking – why don't we do an outdoor game in Vegas at the Motor Speedway? Is that is that ridiculous?
1: See, I'm new here, so I've never even been to the Motor Speedway, so I, I I couldn't tell you. But I will say I did some research the other day, and I came across that apparently there was a preseason outdoor game in Vegas hosted by the NHL in the 90s. There I was. wrote a little article about that, and. There you go. I,
0: I, I did not go, but I know that it was the Rangers and the LA Kings and yes. it was in September and the ice was melting and it was behind Caesars Palace. Correct. Wayne Gretzky was in that
1: game. Correct. Um, and it was a sight. It was a, it was a spectacle. Um, yeah. I had, I had no idea it was a thing until I was like, until the, actually the NHL Winter classic was announced and I was just doing research on it. And then I found, I don't know, I just went down a rabbit hole and I wrote a fun little article about that. In the uh, in the third period, uh, there were so many lights and like the moisture around it. Uh, there were so many grasshoppers that <laughs> that came and were on the ice because they were attracted to both the lights and the moisture. That they had to delay the third period. So, what well, would have been a treat to see? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. alive then, so but
0: I mean, it was something. It, it was it. Was, I mean, I was young, but have have seen plenty. On that, um, for sure, one, I, you know, we're at the midway point, or a little bit, or a little bit past the midway point of the season. Wanted to get your uh, a little, do a little fun little playoff prediction with you
1: on Vegas. Um, does Vegas make the playoffs? Yeah, they make the playoffs this season, and kind of what we talked about earlier about injuries. Um, they persevered through it last season, but they didn't collect as many points as they did this season, and obviously it was they went through the injuries a lot longer last season. And again, they could this season because, uh, does does Vegas make it past the first round? Um, but yeah, they make the playoffs right now. This team that the golden Knights have, I I was asked this the other day, so I'm going to say the same answer. The team that this, the golden Knights have right now, they do not make it out of the first round. Now that may change by the end of the season. That's That's what I said early. season. they they are not ready for playoff hockey but then again i don't think anyone's ready for playoff hockey except for maybe the tampa bay lightning who are don't even care about regular seasons anymore and they can just march to the stanley cup final um, yeah. Yeah. there are a lot of things that need to fall in place for this team to be a, a playoff a successful playoff team we saw it the other night with the kings they just they stuck to one system the the neutral zone clog up with the 131 and they just beat the golden knights Um, that's going to happen so much more often in the playoffs. You're going to have a lot more, you know, X's and O's and systematic things to adjust to and player matchups. And you're going to need a four line team, which the Golden Knights do not have. The third line is still a question mark. So to answer your question, if, if you were to put this current team, this current Golden Knights team in the first round of the playoffs, I think they're out in round one. However, if the rest of the season happens and the Golden Knights are still uh, winning and they continue to improve under Cassidy's system, they maybe make a deadline acquisition. Then I could see the team, you know, being being a little bit better. But as things currently stand, I do not see them getting out of the first round.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. that was that was my gripe with Pete DeBoer going back to your X's and O's and your adjustments, you know, uh, yeah. section that you just said. That was my issue with Pete DeBoer is that he wouldn't – he didn't adjust, and he wasn't really very good at X's and O's, uh, especially on power play. And especially, you know, at times when Vegas needed a little bit of a change, uh, he just – he wasn't really with it, and that was my biggest um, – issue with Pete DeBoer. I know that a, a little bit of this is probably, you know, is before you got to Vegas, but out of the three head coaches that Vegas has had, who do you think is has been the best for the, who is the best head coach that Vegas has had? And who would you pick to have right now if it's
1: not Bruce Cassidy? Oh, I, I don't think I can answer that question for two reasons. Because one, I wasn't here. I've only asked Peter Deboer like two questions when he was here, when I was doing this remotely last season. Um, and again, I think it's a matter of circumstances. Your second part of the question, you know, Bruce Cassidy would have never been here if Gerard Gallant was never fired, if Pete DeBoer was never fired. So right. um, yeah, the best team for the best team for the gold or the coach for the gold Knights right now is, yeah, it's definitely Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't really answer that. But I I will say that Cassidy, what you were talking about with the X's and O's, he is not afraid to shake things up in the middle of a game. We've seen him juggle the line combinations so much and shuffle them and put them in a blender to try and send a message. He's a message sending type of coach. Like he'll pull Logan Thompson if he's trying to send the coach or the team a message. So adjustments in the playoffs, like you were talking about, they're going to have to happen. You're not going to go through the playoffs and go 16 and 0. So I think that's a good thing. The golden Knights have that with Cassidy.
0: I I was really pleased that they went with Bruce Cassidy after not being able to get Barry trots. I wanted Barry trots one and one (laughs) a, but if they couldn't get Barry trots, I was thrilled that they
1: got Bruce Cassidy and I was very surprised. um, The the way I looked at it was Pete DeBoer didn't do a whole lot wrong. Like, yeah, he made some mistakes, but last season was not Pete DeBoer's fault at all. Um, not solely his fault at all. It was not solely anyone's fault at all. And it's, it's a shame that, you know, he sort of had to be the scape, had to be the scapegoat in, when he was let go. Um When he was let go, I was thinking to myself "I'm like, all right, well, they better upgrade because there's not a lot of coaches that are better than Peter DeBoer. Peter DeBoer is a great coach in the National Hockey League. And when they got Bruce Cassidy, I said to myself, okay, they upgraded. Bruce Cassidy is a great coach. So like, yeah, if they were going to hire like somebody like who was in his first coaching job or something like that, I didn't think it would have been a good move. Um, But when they got Cassidy, I'm like, okay, they definitely made an upgrade there. Agreed.
0: Uh, agreed big time. Before we get Owen out of here, I wanted to mention a couple things on our end. Vegas Varsity uh, at VegasVarsity.com. And some retro merch um, that our friend Kyle does over at Vegas Varsity. You can get Raiders, you can get Rebels, you can get Golden Knights and and way, way more and use our code VFP10 at checkout for an extra 10%. Yeah. Um, we talked earlier about inside the rink at inside underscore the underscore rink. I will not put Owen through Manscaped. Yes, please. uh, (laughs) But I I will say that if you go to manscaped.com and use our code VFP, you will get 20% off uh, in addition and plus
1: free worldwide shipping. And where can we find um, your stuff, Owen? Uh, I'm on vegashockeynow.com and then on Twitter at, at Ocreps85. You guys got anything going on there at Vegas hockey now in terms of what
0: in in terms of like, yeah, like uh, just besides you and your articles, do you guys have anything else going on? Just me and my articles right now. I I mean, I remember you said that you're a lone, you're a lone wolf in this, in this, and (laughs) and, and he's doing extremely well. I mean, getting, getting a ton of traction and a ton of views um, and we appreciate him we appreciate you coming on with us and we definitely would love to have you back. If, if, if you'd love to come back.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Good
0: deal. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next time on the Vegas Fever podcast. Everybody have a good day.